Lab talk with Laura. Listen, I implore ya. Won't never bore ya. Lab talk with Laura. Always more in store ya. Lab talk with Laura. Welcome to Lab Talk with Laura. Today we have a special episode where we are going to listen to interviews that I did at an event on campus at UMass. It was Hack Her 413. This is a hackathon for all women and non-binary people. And it was a really successful event. I think about 300 people came and participated in the event. They had lots of workshops to learn about computer science and things like that um, and all the aspects of it in the industry. And so, yeah, we're going to listen to the uh, interviews today and I have some people joining me in the studio to chat about them and give their input. So if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Sophie. I'm a sophomore at UMass. I'm from New York originally and I am involved in the UMass and Hampshire College stand-up clubs. Nice. Hi, I'm Monk. I'm originally from Chicago. I host a show second and fourth Tuesday of the month at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield um, and then I host Bishop's Lounge with Tim and Boney. Comedy, all of comedy, it. All of it's nice. Comedy. They're all TED Talks. All TED Talks. <laughs> They're all t- I host you all have, these TED Talks. You host guys. a lot of TED Talk events. <laughs> I'm so smart. That one. I want to say my favorite TED Talks joke now, but it's not my joke. What's it's Nick Karen's joke. Nick sure, Karen. TED Talks, but does he listen? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Um, cool. So, do you guys want to say anything about this event, or any thoughts or questions you have about it before we start? Uh, listening to these interviews. Yeah, what's a hackathon? A hackathon, I think it's like an event, like a mini conference or a meeting or whatever where anybody can go, or maybe not anybody, but whoever they decide falls within the scope that they want, um, can go and they like try to program something or make make something or like come up with a solution to some problem and they just like get into teams and they try to come up with things. And then, like, frequently there's, like, a competition. And whoever has, like, the coolest, best hack uh, wins uh, something. I don't know. Okay. And they're, they usually go, like, overnight, right? Hackathons? Yeah. Yeah. So this one was a 24-hour event. I don't know wow. if they're all a 24-hour yeah. thing. I think that's the a-thon part of it, you know, the <laughs> tag at the end. Um, so let's jump right into our first interview. I'm Shreya. I'm a graduate student here at UMass for computer science. And yeah, we're doing this hackathon, Hacker 413. It's for women and non-binary people. It's a 24-hour event, and we all just get together, code, have some workshops, get some food and swag. Yeah. Cool. So how did you um, get involved with this event? So you're one of the organizers, right? Yeah. So uh, me and my friend over the summer, we just had this idea. We, uh, I was at another place, and she was here. She's the director of the event. And she was like, you know what would be really cool if we had like a hackathon for women and non-binary people? Because we always have these events for like which are open to everyone, which is great. But we could also provide a safe space for like communities that have not been well represented. So I was like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. And a few days later, she was in Amherst, and she pitched it to people at CICS, and they were like, yeah, we're on board, and here we are now. <laughs> CICS is the... A college of Information and Computer Science. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you're a grad student in Computer Science, you said? Yeah, 
Okay. So, um, have you been to other hackathons? Is that something that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and members of my planning team have been, uh, like, we've been to Hack UMass and, like, some uh, ha Hack Holyoke, but uh, one of the, uh, a few members of our planning team have been to She Hacks Boston, which is also, like, a really big all-women's and, like, diversity-included hackathon, mm -hmm. and that was a very impactful event because we realized that, for some reason, people tend to open up more in, like relatively safer spaces okay so uh, we thought that why not here at Western Massachusetts nice yeah okay. so what is the process of organizing this event then like it seems like a really big event to coordinate <laughs> yeah um, it has been a little daunting but we've had a lot of support from hack UMass team which has been doing their hackathon which is open to everyone for like the past six years if okay. I'm not wrong. so there was help from them I think the process is just that we came up with the idea and then we pitched it to our uh, department first and our dean Laura Haas and like people from CICS were very supportive they were in fact they were in fact our first sponsors so that was good and um, after that we started reaching out to more people uh, we started forming a team we reached out to like women in computer science and graduate women groups and then they connected us to potential people who would want to be on the planning team and yeah that mm -hmm. got us here yeah. nice um, so, I'm curious, like, being a woman in computer science, or maybe I should not assume no. that you're a woman. I should ask. <laughs> no, no, I am a woman um, in computer science. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what is your experience as a woman in computer science? Like, it's, um, you're creating a space here that's specifically for women, but mm -hmm. is it, is computer science in general, I'm guessing, not, like... Yeah, uh, personally, my experience has, has been mostly positive. Yeah. Uh, I do realize that there are gaps in the community, and at times spaces can be not really welcoming for women. But luckily at UMass, the environment has been very welcoming, and uh, the companies I happen to work for, I have only worked for one company yet as an intern, was also very welcoming. But... Um, when we talk about non-welcoming spaces, it's not more so that people are hostile. It's just that you don't find people like you in those spaces. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm TAing for this class this semester, and I only have one girl in my classroom, so to speak. So it's not so much that there's an intentional exclusion. It's just that you just don't see people represented. It's more that. Yeah. People are not hostile. It's just that you just don't see people from certain communities mm -hmm. for various reasons in computer science. Yeah, and yeah. do you think, what does that create issues of its own, that there just aren't a lot of women, or...? Um, I, I think the issue that it creates is, like, of course people should be allowed to choose their own careers. So if some women don't want to join, join computer science, that's totally fine. But I feel like when you see a societal standard about some things, it's not even a standard. I wouldn't call that the right word, but if you just find a lot of people from your community not going into the field, you kind of at times can feel unwelcome. Yeah. So that could be one factor contributing to why we consistently see like lower numbers because here we are, we have 300 women coders and they seem to be doing really great. So I wouldn't say that there's a lack of women coders. Yeah. There's just maybe some lack of initiatives to welcome them into the mainstream coding forces, maybe. Cool. Yeah. So you're really tackling that issue. We're trying to tackle it. I would not say that we've been able to tackle it. It's okay. like a wider issue. Okay. It, it but like, with this event here, it seems like you're maybe creating a space for people who might have not felt welcome to feel welcome. Yeah, that, that is definitely our aim. Yeah, nice. that definitely is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so are you on, you're too busy. You're not like on a team doing a hack. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. no, um, as an organizer, you just cannot do that. Because you're, like, <laughs> continuously on a walkie-talkie, and people are always telling you what's going on. Um, there's workshops to be organized. Like, there's so many events going on, so you yeah. can't really be on a hack. But that's also because... Um, like, I, I feel like as an assistant director, there's, like, more duties maybe at some points. Uh, I feel like some people from the planning team might have been able to attend one workshop or two. But overall, the planning team is just very busy. It's super busy, yeah. 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 Is there anything else about the event or organizing it that you want to, like, talk about that hasn't come up? Um... I feel like uh, it seems like it's a lot of stress, and a lot of people have been telling me that I need to relax, which is true, <laughs> but it's also really fun. Like, it, it's it's stressful, but it's also calming in so many different ways, because um, there was just this moment in the opening ceremony, I could only be there for a moment because I had to go back to something backstage and stuff like that, but then I saw so many women in the audience and that's not something I see all the time so like th there have been tiny moments like that throughout the day that make you feel like oh this is like just so nice you know yeah. uh, the fact that a lot of women are organizing this hackathon is evident in a lot of places for example there's a bee of post-it notes on that ILC ball in front of the organizer room I feel like that has like that feminine touch that you would see <laughs> at times um, there's I don't know we're gonna be doing face masks at 1145 I oh. feel like so there's definitely like moments where you're like oh these are all my people you know nice. so cool. it also has a very calming experience that I think might at times be overlooked if you were to give advice to somebody else interested in organizing an event like this like what would you tell them I'd say find some friends with the, who share a common vision and then just go for it. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people would be willing to support you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So you feel like this, like, snowballed that, like, you had yeah. this idea and then so many people just, like, no, jumped definitely. in and, like, you'd, it you'd became... Be, yeah, you'd be surprised uh, how many people share the same vision. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, um... Yeah, have there been any highlights of the event so far? I guess you maybe have been too busy making everything run to like the actually highlight. get to enjoy like what's happening. Honestly, for me, it's really hard to pinpoint it one thing, but I feel like uh, there was this workshop setting up a local host, and we got a lot of beginners there, and it was really interesting to see how many people who have like little or no coding experience were just ready to dive in. That was really cool. And yes. there was this bugs workshop where people made solar-powered bugs, and they got to go back with it and I saw a bunch of women uh, shining the light on the box and they were moving and their reaction was priceless. They were like, we made this and it works. Nice. So that feeling of having something tangible to take away from a hackathon, that was a highlight for me. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you. Not a problem. Okay. What are your thoughts? Did you learn uh, more about what a hackathon is? Did it clarify it for you? Like. Yeah, I guess I. Um, one of the things that... I did like that she said is not welcoming does not necessarily mean hostile and it's about the culture of a place and representation. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, I'm working with a physics professor at UMass right now actually um, who's putting together a book about helping women and, uh, and people of color and um, just members generally of groups that are not accepted in STEM. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting to hear the perspective of someone in CompSci like approaching it and just making sure that it is a space that is welcoming because like Monk said, it's it's not necessarily hostile, but a lot of those passive aggressive little things can really make you feel like you don't belong. Mm. So it's just really nice to see a project that's whole point is 
to give people not just a productive experience, but a welcoming one. Mm. Nice. I also didn't realize that there are people there who had no background in coding. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You would have thought that they would all be like computer scientists. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So does that make you want to, did you say you want to go to one now? I want to go to a hackathon. So wait, you said you talked to a professor in physics about? Yeah. Um, So um, her name is uh, Jennifer Ross. She works in the physics department and she's really sweet. I like her a lot. Um, She has a blog called Woman of Science and she is in the process of making her blog into a book. Cool. I like how uh, they said that they organized it. They said, find friends that share a common vision and go for it. Yeah. That's really good advice in everything and mm-hmm. just organizing. Yeah, nice. I agree. Yeah, I really admire the initiative that they took here because yeah. I know that can be really scary. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if I played the part of the interview, but everybody who organized the event that I talked to really said that um, it was a pleasure to like work on the team and that they all felt like a family. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, so it's, yeah, you can see how that, translates to success in their event mm-hmm. cool okay should we listen to another one uh recording okay so yeah if you could just introduce yourself say your name and uh what you do um okay well my name is Alina Valdez I am a student on geophysics I do seismology um I did one semester as a master's student in computer science oh, okay. so that's how I got interested in, in this, um, and that's also how I found out about it. Uh, that gave me very little, I guess, knowledge on some languages. But as a geophysicist, you have to know how to use a lot of coding and software and everything. So I guess that kind of helps okay. helps when you come here, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so have you done a hackathon before? No, never. Okay. So this is your first one? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. And so wh- when did you do that? You were studying computer science before you were studying geophysics? Yes. Um, I, I have my background, my bachelor's. It's a sun um, geology, geophysics okay. concentration. So like I just try. I liked the coding and all that. I wanted to learn it as a master's student, but once I came here, I realized it wasn't exactly as I thought it would be. Okay. So I ended up after after that, um, I ended up going back. Okay, to back to geophysics. Yeah. So you still use coding in your work, but not yes. in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely helps because now you. Um, I guess that my past semester helped me to understand coding better and the behind the scenes of only because sometimes as a geophysicist you just get a code and you just look at how to change that but uh, this way you get to understand the data structure behind it everything so how to build that up from scratch kind yes. of, as opposed to like receiving it from somebody else and working with it yeah okay yeah. okay cool so what has the event been like so far it's actually really interesting um I had no expectations exactly as to what to, what was going to happen, uh, but like once you come here, um, I feel it because this event was mostly like only for women or non-binary. Um, it was easier to like we all felt like well you know we have to find the group because a lot of people don't know each other. Okay. Um, and so for example, my group approached me while I was sitting by myself at a table um, and they just offered me like, oh, do you want to be part of our group? And I said, yeah, you know. Nice. And we've been working together since. And um, the rest of the events are actually really nice. And we've been pretty well fed, I would say. Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, 
there was a lot of cool things, uh, freebies that we were given, and some the sponsors also like um, they've been helping. They also they also participated as mentors, mm -hmm. so they walk around and they help you in case you need anything. Um, on the webpage, well, on the on the Slack. Um, you get to ask for like somebody that knows something specific, and they also come and help you with your oh, project. Okay. So that's also really nice. Um, I say yeah. Cool. So what? So your team just approached you. So you showed up. Yeah. You didn't know anybody else attending <laughs> yeah. the hackathon. That's pretty brave to just be like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go jump in and do this. But yeah. it sounds like there's like a real vibe of camaraderie. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, we're in this together. We're just yeah. gonna like go for it and like move outside our comfort zone a little bit maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because um, I feel like everybody has different um, backgrounds here. Um, so like not everybody is, I, a lot of people assume that just like because it's a hackathon and it's a lot of coding or creating, it's mostly just people from computer science, but there's a lot of people with other um, backgrounds, okay. which is really cool. Um, and I think like if you're interested at any rate on coding, they have like beginner uh, sessions and like anything helps, you know, at the point. Like um, a lot of the, there was a lot of workshops on um, like introduction to things. Okay. So that way like you even get an idea. One of the girls in our um, group, she even, um, she had never done any coding, okay. so like she went to all the sessions, and now she's the one helping us like uh, design the the web page. That wow! We're doing. But I mean, I think that's pretty interesting. It helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's really like so immersive that yeah. you can just jump right in and go from knowing no coding to like being like I'm gonna build a website. Tonight. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the rest you just Google it. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 Googling it is a big part of the yeah. <laughs> the, the solve, problem solving solving. Yeah. Problems. Um, cool. So, what is your team working on? Uh, currently, we're trying to get a web page where you can just um, type something or add a paragraph from somewhere and uh, check the dialect of the place. So um, there's a lot of things that do language detection, Okay. but this one is, um, we want to think it's different in the, in the sense that um, it actually looks for the dialect. So for example, one of, uh, one of our teammates, she says that a lot of things they just give you like a Vietnamese and it's always like Vietnamese from the northern part uh. and there's like Vietnamese from the so southern part and it's different and so like they want to make sure that there's a dif difference in dialects uh, but because it takes a long time to process like the amount of words that can actually give you the match on dialect yeah. Um, we're starting right now with uh, the difference between Old English and just English. Okay. So, like, we want to yeah. check that and then maybe move forward. Right, because that's yeah. a big task to be, yeah. like, identify any dialect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are, like, some of the ideas you guys have had about how to, like, handle that problem? Um, so basically we just took, um, we're trying to match words. Okay. So if, for example, if you give a paragraph with a hundred words, we're trying to find at least um, a word, 10 words, for example, that can be matched with a list that we have of words that match that dialect. Oh, okay. And then just say, okay, that's how we recognize it. Okay, so cut out the words that are like specific to a set dialect and look for those yes. kind of? Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> right on. So, have you ever built a website before or anything like that? No, websites never. Okay. Like, that's actually what we've been talking about a lot because. 
um, they don't know a lot of things. They are like using terminals and using this or that. Okay. But they know like how to work in the back end of things or how to create with HTML. And there are so many like even languages and even like ways of doing things that it just I feel that everybody ends up bringing something to the table that the other person didn't know. Nice. So like, yeah. So how many people are in your team? Uh, four. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you feel like there's been any like? disagreement in the team any drama or has it been like pretty smooth sailing you guys are all like really good at working together and assigning tasks um no i mean i feel that uh it's like pretty easy yeah because we're all like just trying to get it done <laughs> cool. um the only times is like when when we don't know how to do certain things and so like you might get frustrated because you you think it's something easy but another person that doesn't know how to do it it's not easy for them right so i mean i feel that at those points maybe you get a bit frustrated but i feel like at the we're all trying to just like keep the the, the thing fun and at peace yeah and so like yeah nice have you um have you done that you said you can like ask for somebody else's help on slack yes so have you guys done that at all yes like three times okay so you like go on slack and you say we need help with yeah xyz and then somebody just shows up and like yes. comes and finds you or yeah you you have to um state your location okay they'll come and they'll help you wow and, and if cool. they don't know how to do it they'll just find somebody else that does so what kind of like problems have you gotten extra help with um well we were trying to use an api for google they okay. have this um they have actual detection tools with text but theirs are only with language so uh, right now since um one, like language is broad and we're trying to like shorten that yeah um, they have this options where you can train uh, their some of their programs I guess to to do the things that you want to but we don't have enough skills to do that so we okay. were trying to find somebody that could help us with okay. that okay did you say API yes so what is API honestly I have no idea okay. <laughs> I just know that's the name of it. Yeah. okay okay so we've got to guess the acronym situation yeah <laughs> okay yeah. um I mean it, I assume that it has to do something with the things that some of their um codes can do or something okay or, yeah but uh yeah it's it's mostly like when we need help it's something that like that but eventually yeah. like if they tell you like you know what like this is either gonna take you too long that it's not gonna be able to be due to tomorrow or like it, it can it cannot be done then yeah you just gotta find another way right so, okay yeah. so sometimes you decide if you're gonna work through a problem or just yeah. go on and find a different way of yeah. tackling it yeah cool yeah nice Nice. Um, so is there anything else about, like, the hackathon that we didn't touch on that you, like, want to bring up? Like, anything that was really cool or different or... Mm, I mean, I feel that, you know, uh, if anybody is interested um, at all, and, like, it, or if it's just the type of thing, that, even if it's, like, um, a big one or, a, like, a, a one that you've heard many times... Uh, I feel like you should give it a chance. Okay. And always, you know, try. Because if you're interested, a lot of times it's because we're afraid of it or like of oh. looking dumb or something like that. Yeah. Like you should just try to get over that and, and even try it. And if you don't like it, you know, you always know that you don't want to come back. But you might. The probability is that you might like it. Yeah, you yeah. think people in general should give it a try. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And you don't need actual like experience, you know? Mm hmm. Cool. Okay, so yeah. would you do another hackathon? Yeah, definitely. definitely nice. yeah. Awesome. That's really, that's a good review yeah. from your first one. Laura, did you participate in this hackathon? No, I just showed up and did interviews. Cool. You yeah. weren't 
just overwhelmed with by being inspired by like, all these great people to just jump in. I definitely thought it was really cool, but I didn't like sign up. I showed up like twelve hours into the event. Oh. So yeah, it started at eight a.m. and I showed up at like eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Did everyone stay for the whole time? I think so. Yeah. And how many people? How many participants? I think they said over 300. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. So That's really cool. So it was cool. in the, like, um, ILC building. I forget what that stands for. Um, uh, Integrated Learning Center. Yeah. And they were just, like, throughout the building. They had different rooms, like, labeled with, like, different famous women in science. And it was, Aww. like, this room is for, like, teamwork. This room's for, like, hanging out and decompressing. And there was, like, a room that had, like, games and, like, stress toys and stuff in it. And there was, like, food and coffee. Yeah, I would... There Partic- were games. There's like a photo booth. I would just participate, but not do any of the hacking. I would just do all the activities. <laughs> talk were- to the key women in science. I think yeah. I think you could just go and do like workshops and stuff like that. And they That's had people cool. from industry there that you could meet. And um, I don't think you had to do a hack. So like I was like walking around trying to find people to interview, which was actually I thought it would be easy, and it was actually kind of challenging because like everybody was busy. They were like trying mm-hmm. to do stuff, and they're like, "Why are you bothering us?" Um, <laughs> but some of them were just doing their homework too. Like some of them just like were hanging out and working with everybody, but just cool. like doing their own work. So that was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. It was like a ginormous sleepover that like took over a huge building on campus, but. And that's the ILC is like a big and in demand building. Yeah. Like that's really cool that they were able to get that space. Yeah. And like, I just, the more I hear about it, like this is only the second interview, but I already kind of am getting a sense of just how welcoming the environment was. The fact that Alina went alone and a group like adopted her almost right away is like so amazing. That makes me really happy to hear. Yeah. I also think that this project in particular that Alina was talking about is really interesting of like identifying languages by dialect. Because I know that that's a problem, like, I'm a, I study foreign languages, and, like, it's a problem using, like, translation software like Google Translate that, like, people usually get it wrong, or, like, the software usually gets it wrong, and then it's evident in their writing, and, like, you know, it depends on where you're from, and they're, it's just so cool, I'm really, I'm just, like, so impressed as we keep on going, like, more and more impressed. Nice. Oh, um, so an acronym came up. So I thought this would oh, be a API. good chance to play everybody's favorite game, GTA. Guess that acronym. <laughs> <laughs> so this acronym came up in several of my interviews, and it, Alina brought it up. Google API. So I'm, I, I figured out what this acronym actually stands for. Alina didn't know. Actually, nobody I talked to knew what it stood for. But do you guys want to guess? I know what API stands for. I know what it is, but I don't know what the specific letters stand for. It's like encoding the like protocols that you set. Mm-hmm. So I guess the P is probably protocol, but I don't, I don't know. Guesses. I'm gonna go with um, Alpaca Pants Initiative. Nice. Sounds important. I think it's important. I'm glad Google's involved in that. Yeah, me too. They're really doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, what did you say? You said applied. I said applied protocol. You had something for the P. I said protocol. Applied, applied protocol. Protocol. What's the I? Instructions. Applied protocol instructions. That sounds right to me. I think that's got to be it. Uh, let me check my paper. Oh, application programming interface. Eh, pretty Yikes. boring sounding. <laughs> I understand why they have the acronym. That's a terrible. Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have another one for okay. us. It's going to come up in another interview, but we're playing GTA now. So okay. it's UI UX. All I can't think of a single word that starts with X besides xylophone. Okay, I'll give you a clue. It starts with the sound X, oh, not oh, with oh. the letter X. U-I-U-X? User mm-hmm. interface. 
That sounds right. User excitement. User experience. <laughs> user interface. User experience. Ding ding ding! Did my I God. really? Oh my God! Yeah. High five. Nice. Yes. Good one. That was awesome. We had to take a break to do some high fives. I feel like that's like the second time in Lab Talk with Laura history that somebody's actually got an acronym. Okay, making moves out here. Nice. Yeah, guys. Nice. I'm just really into acronyms. Nice. Are you actually? Yeah, actually, um, the way I got my job is they said, "Why do you want to work here?" And I said. Look, I'm just really into agency-specific acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, they're public sector, so it took them a while to, like, get it. But then they laughed. I'm like, yes, I got this job. That's so funny. <laughs> nice. You're listening to Lab Talk with Laura on 91.1 FM, WMUA Amherst. Today we're listening to interviews that I did at HackHer413. It was a hackathon event hosted here at UMass Amherst uh, for all women and non-binary people. Um, and I'm joined in the studio with my co-hosts, Sophie Allen and Monk Danger. Thank you for listening. Keep it locked to 91.1 FM WMUA Amherst. Cool. Should we go on to another interview? <coughs> yeah. Feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Nice. I'm feeling pretty hacktastic. Hi, I'm Elsie Eigerman. I'm a sophomore at Mount Holyoke College. I am a sociology and data science double major. Okay, cool. So um, how did you hear about the hackathon? So I did Hack Holyoke um, back in November, and they had a table promoting the hackathon, hackathon, and I was like, well, I really like Hack Holyoke. Let's go to this one. Okay, so uh, I guess that supersedes my next question. Is this your first hackathon? It's <laughs> my second hackathon. <laughs> it's your second hackathon. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what inspired you to go to the other one, the Hack Holyoke? Um, so I... So I'm like, I'm a sophomore, I need to start thinking about like internships and going to all these internship talks. Um, and of course, most of the internship talks are looking for juniors and whatnot. And so the question you're sort of taught to ask is like, well, what are you, what are you looking for so that I'll, I can be prepared for next year? And one of the things that they kept saying is projects, that you have projects on your, your thing. And then um, I asked someone like, well, how do, you, how do you acquire these projects? And people were like, hackathons. Hackathons is the way to acquire projects. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I'll go to hackathons. Yeah, what kind of internship? are those that are looking for that kind of um, experience like data science stuff okay yeah um, yeah like I I feel very ashamed that I don't have anything on my github and like I should have uh, projects on there okay like, gotcha <laughs> so you're trying to build yeah. up your resume a little bit yeah and like I applied for an internship at Google this year um, and they were like link us to your github and I was like what github uh, okay gotcha so you're like okay here's the yeah. problem gonna fill this space with yeah. the hackathons nice okay so um what what is this one so this one's hacker four and three how is uh so hack holyoke was that at mount holyoke or yeah. is that oh, okay so um was that also a mostly women hackathon i'm guessing or well actually we're we're you know the first hackathon to have gender parity okay which is to say that we only had like 50 percent women okay um, at hack holyoke yeah oh. uh, yeah, a lot. There was like a surprisingly large number of, of men. Um, yeah, it's like one of the things of going to a women's college is that you like go out into the world and there's like a group of men and you're like, I feel slightly uncomfortable. This is an unusual experience. Um, I, and yeah, I, I remember walking into Hack Holyoke and I'm like, wow, a lot of men. I haven't seen this many men in a while. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, so what has your experience of Hack Her 413 been like so far? Oh, it's super fun. Um, there were like a lot of really great workshops today. Um, I went to the one about cybersecurity and the one about future technologies. Um, and yeah, the, just the speakers were really passionate and there was a lot of interesting 
topics. Cool. So then did you find a group to work with? Yeah. Are you on a team? Is um, it called teams or They're groups? called teams. Okay. Um, yeah, no, well, the... I came here with a group of people that they all decided that they had too much homework and weren't going to s stick around. Oh, okay. Um, so I just like went to like the group building thing and was like, you people seem cool. We're going to be a team now. Uh -huh. um, and one of the people was like, I have this idea. And so we're working on that. Cool. What was their idea? I, so I am the only person who's cisgendered on my team and I... The other team members are non-binary, and they have this problem where it's very difficult to find gender-neutral restrooms. Okay. So we're trying to create a website where it has like a you can it does location tracking, so you can give it your location and it goes here's the nearest gender-neutral bathroom. Awesome. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, and then people can upload, being like, oh, there's one over here and whatnot. Okay, so it would be like crowdsourced. Yeah, like you can let people know when you find a general neutral bathroom. Okay, exactly. so that is that. So what are like the first steps in getting this project going? Getting the Google Cloud API to work. We okay. still haven't gotten it to work. Okay, so in my last <laughs> interview, API came up, and yeah. I don't know what that is. Can you tell me what it is? So it's basically like a dictionary for the coding language you're working with. Um, so coding languages have different ways that they set up sentences and structures and whatnot, and they have different functionality. So you go to the API if you're like, how do I... Um, tell, like, for example, you've, like, a string of letters. How do I tell it to just subset the first three letters? And then usually if you, like, search subsetting on the, the, the page, it'll be like, oh, here's the function, here's how you call it, here's wh what it does. Okay. Um, and so we've been trying to get the Google Maps uh, API so that we can basically have a spreadsheet where there are the addresses, and it will place them uh, as points okay. on, on a map. And that has just not been working. Okay, so it's the interaction with Google Maps that's the biggest yeah. challenge so far. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so have you done much coding before in your life? Um, well, I, um, so I'm a sophomore. I started doing CS uh, first semester freshman year. Um, and I was like, hey, this is really fun. I want to keep doing it. Um, so I, I'm like, I guess, like, towards the end of being a beginner, like I've, I've, um, at the end of this semester, I will have completed the introductory track at my school. Okay. Um, but I don't, not like a serious coder. Okay, cool. So, um, what kind of project did you do at Hack Holyoke? Um, it was called MediAlert. Uh, it was a piece of wearable technology. Um, I, it was. A, it had a pulse sensor and um, a button, and basically the idea was you're in distress, um, you can press the button and uh, it will communicate with an app on your phone and trigger some sort of action. So what we had set up for the demo was you are having an asthma attack or you're going into anaphylactic shock. You can't explain to the people around you what's happening, but you're about to collapse on the floor. Yeah. You press the, the button on your wrist and an alarm will go off in your bag next to your inhaler or your EpiPen so that someone can find it while you're in distress on the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And did you actually build that? Yeah. Um, that, like, material thing? Yeah, no, we had a, we used a, um, an Arduino that was actually designed by a UMass professor, um, and we had a pulse sensor that plugged into the Arduino, um, and we 3D printed a casing for the Arduino, and, like, 
strapped it to a piece of uh, uh, Velcro, and you could just like strap it to your wrist. Wow. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. So, that were the, there were three D printers at that hackathon, or was that something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the Mount Holyoke Makerspace has three D printers, uh, and we used uh, the laser cutter as well to create okay. the casing for the little alarm piece that used it. The other Arduino we had. Wow. Um, cool. So yeah. Nice. I don't know anything about hackathons. I'm like, why have you made a thing? Like a physical thing? I don't know what to expect. Are people doing things like that here? Or is this like one that's really focused on like web projects or? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the Hack Holyoke isn't super hardware heavy. It just so yeah. happened that one of the people in my group was really into hardware and was like, guys, we should do this. And we're all like, that sounds totally awesome. Cool. Um, but like there was an Arduino workshop today. Um, Arduino is like a programmable breadboard so you can plug little cords into it and tell it to, you know, for example, flash a light a certain number of times or something okay. like that. Or, for example, when you press a button to communicate with an app on your phone. Yeah, and that's something just anybody could go and buy. Yeah, no, yeah. you can get them on Amazon for, like, as little as, like, 30 bucks. Okay. Um, and, in fact, I think, uh, oh, I'm going to forget what it's called, but um, you can have, like, a virtual one on your computer and do, like, a simulation of an Arduino project. Oh, okay, so if you want to, like, test something out and make sure it actually works without buying it. Yeah. Nice. Cool, and that's available also freely yeah. to the public. Okay. Yeah, no, or Arduino is open source technology, oh. um, so you can get like, and when I say you can get one for thirty dollars, I mean you can get it and then a kit of like different things you can plug into it and oh, stuff. Okay, yeah. so you can be like off on your way playing with it. Yeah. For thirty dollars, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Maybe I need to do that. <laughs> Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I pulled mine out and showed it to my roommate, and she's like, I want you with me at the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> nice, in case you need any um, buttons or flashing lights. Or, yeah. I was like, this is not nearly as helpful as you think it is. I'm not actually an electrical engineer. <laughs> but you never know what you yeah. might need. Yeah. Nice. That's really cool. Um, cool. Is there anything about the hackathon that we haven't like talked about that you want to bring up before we... Not, not that I can think of. I mean, it's just such a like great environment, and I think it's a really great group of people, and everyone is super friendly and nice. Nice. Sounds like you would recommend going to a hackathon. Yes. Yeah. Hackathons are so much fun. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. It's nice to meet you. Ha happy to talk to you. Cool. Especially knowing that like hackathons are such an integral part of networking in computer science, it's really amazing that the uh, organizers created this event. Yeah. Because I imagine, like Elsie was saying, it's very hard to walk into a room full of, of men, you know, when you're a woman or a non-binary person in a space that isn't really tailored for your mm -hmm. comfort or accommodation. Yeah. When it is kind of tailored for theirs. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I'm glad that Elsie is getting that experience that she needed. Yeah, I feel like it came through with all of the participants I talked to that they were like, wow, this is just such a nice space for me to be in. Like, yeah. it feels just like... I belong here, and yeah, yeah, cool. Should we listen to another interview? Yeah, let's yeah, let's okay. go for it. Hey, so I'm Shreya Savant. I'm a sophomore at UMass Amherst. I'm a computer science and mathematics double major, and also a member of the Commonwealth Honors College. And so, I joined the Hack Her organization or the Hackathon planning team in July. And then ever, ever since that, I'm just so excited about the cause and mission of this event, that is to bring um, 
diversity and inclusion in the tech industry, which is very important today because we see um, diversity needs to be celebrated and especially in industry like technology, which requires a lot of innovation and creation, we need uh, diversity of thoughts and uh, difference of opinions need to be positively accepted rather than being discriminated. And that was the main mission when what, what Katie, the director, introduced to me. And I was really, I really appreciated that and I felt that I need to be a part of this. And so I got the position of head of internal outreach. And in this position, I was mainly responsible for getting together all the UMass students, faculty members, the um, UMass alumni, all together into this event so that we have, we are like promoting the event within our campus, like basically head of internal logistics. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I did the promotion and marketing of this event by attending various club meetings on campus. And that way I got a lot of networking opportunities. So it was like um, good interpersonal growth for me. At the same time, I got to meet a variety of people and uh, yeah, it, it's been amazing. So so far. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So how did you get involved with the event? You said you got involved in July. Yeah, in July. So, um, yeah, I received an email saying that uh, the CS women are planning uh, an all-female hackathon in the Western Mass, which is, which is go going to be hosted at UMass. And I couldn't be more excited when I saw that. I was like, I want to be a part of this. We, as a planning team for HackHer, we are not looking at, we are not perceiving HackHer as just an event or a 24-hour hackathon, which just gets over and then we are done. No, that's not it. I mean, that's that's the thing. But I think it's just more to it. We want to spread a huge message through it that is diversity and inclusion in the tech industry and get as many women involved. So that's why we had like a big sponsorship fair, like we. I feel that for a first-time hackathon, we had so many sponsors, and that was really great. All of them, and most of them held workshops. I felt that for for the first year, if we are getting such a huge response, I think uh, in the coming years, it's going to be like a huge organization, which is going to spread with a great message. Nice. So is the yeah. plan to make this an annual event, but also yeah. it sounds like you feel like it's going to be connecting people yeah. throughout the year, not just when they're here at the hackathon. Exactly. I mean, it's also going to be like a networking spree. Uh, our planning team right now has like um, students who are freshmen to grad students. So it's like if someone is graduating, we are still going to have it you know, pass on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So why was that mission of the, the hackathon important to you? Um, it, it is. I mean, it is important because I have seen that in my, so I am a computer science major and in my class I've seen that there are so many less girls as compared to boys and then, um, I mean, this hasn't personally happened with me, but I have heard stories where some professors are, um, like, they sometimes be partial to the boys mm. as compared to the girls when it comes to, like, coding projects or something, and that just made me feel really bad. And I felt that uh, this, this stereotype 
should should be broken. This should not exist. And um, so starting from my classes, when I saw that the girls to boys ratio was like so bad, I felt that we need to do something to get it equal. I saw even in the industry that there are I mean lesser women as compared to men. I felt that yeah, we should definitely do it. Starting from hackathon, like smaller events like hackathons, to turning them into bigger organizations, spreading huge messages. I think that's the best possible way to get it. Right, nice. So the the huge interest you've gotten in this event yeah. shows that there's a desire there. To, yeah, for, definitely. From, from like women and non-binary people to be part of that. Community. Yeah, yeah. And our hackathon, uh, and our, at our hackathon, we are not just aiming for um, very intelligent hacks or very innovative hacks. What we want is intermixing of groups and people work, people of. Uh, diverse communities working together, putting their knowledge to build on something with which they feel, um, with which they feel satisfaction of, you know, having achieved something. Has there been like a highlight of the event so far for you, like a favorite part of it, or favorite part? That this is a very difficult question because. I mean, I'm just enjoying each and every hour of this hackathon. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to pick one particular thing. So, I don't know, but if I have to say, I would go with the, with the Coffee with Mentors workshop, mainly because I kind of like prepared it, planned it, and okay. I was also hosting it. So I felt, I don't know, I just felt very noticeable in that. I, okay. I, I felt good, like everyone was like talking to me and stuff and I got the opportunity of leading a workshop with mentors who were like software engineers at uh, re like really good tech companies and then there were CEOs and Julie Flannery, our keynote speaker, she was also there. Nice. So that was a great opportunity for me to get all these people together with our hackers, participants, and connect. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank um, you for giving the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I really like the way other women and people who have been interviewed make it clear that this organization, like almost everything about it, was a deliberate thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they just seemed very deliberate in the way they were going to be inclusive and reach out to different groups, and that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, nice. I think that it's important that, like, because I, I find that sometimes in spaces that are designed for women, they're kind of designed for white women. Mm. So mm. I'm really happy that, um, you know, there was a diversity of networking, you know, in terms of making sure that it wasn't just women and non-binary people, but also women and non-binary people of color yeah. who were able to come to this. Yes. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So we have one last interview, and I was finally able to catch a team and do an interview with an entire team. So let's check that out. So hi. So we are planning to uh, make changes in the Blackboard, which uh, UMass system has. So, so considering UMass three schools like Amherst, Lowell, and Boston. So we found some of the problems, like make it more uh, student-friendly and... Uh, we are trying to, you know, give a more optimized and nice solution. So basically, we are trying to uh, make that, you know, 
the web interface look nicer and easy for the students to get it earlier because like it was having so much unnecessary things like you have tools and health which occupies much of the space so we are you know just trying to modify it and uh, so what we are planning is basically so first step what we did was we just you know collected uh, had from we asked from the students like what problems you are facing and what changes you want so someone like they don't like the design and appeal someone is like um, they get the notifications on their mail but they want it from the text so kind of like that so we listed them and then um, we are trying like we we prepared a document in which we listed all the problems like whatever the student is facing or whatever it's uh, and then we listed like whatever changes it wants to be then firstly we are doing the prototyping so prototyping we are doing in sketch so basically we are trying to uh, you know create uh, different different like how each and every page will look like okay. and then um, uh, using sketch we are uh, like we are using the UI and UX techniques to uh, basically formulate the prototype. Okay, can you and slow down on that? Wait, what was that? UI and U... UX. What does that mean? UI and UX is basically for the design. Okay. So how the design of the like you can say project or software look like. Okay. So it gives you it's it's kind of a blueprint you can say. So yeah. So basically you can make it and then you can you know give it a there is a, a something called vision you can get to that and you can make something like clip, clickable okay. so you can at least show a demo okay. like if you click on certain tab so it will go here 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 okay so till now we have completed this process now we are considering you know we are coding and trying to made the website more efficient and yeah we are thinking for some new um, like uh, some kind of chat thing, but we are not sure that, you know, we okay. will be able to implement that or not. Okay, so this has all happened yeah. during the hackathon? Yeah. Just in the last, like, 12 hours? Yeah. Okay, nice. So you guys got a team together, and did you know right away that this was the problem you wanted to tackle? Like, how did you choose this problem? Yeah, so there's this website called Blackboard, which we all use, and it's pretty outdated and the interface isn't as optimized as it should be so yeah we decided to like reorganize it especially the information architecture and um, just generally the interface yeah okay so you were like students need to use these tools and we see room for improvement mm -hmm. basically yeah. so how did you guys come together as a team did you already know each other no so what hackathon this hackathon had the team formation they they asked us to join slack and there were a lot of channels we could join so team formation was one of the channels and there was introduction so we happened to stumble upon introductions so what we did was we introduced ourselves with our expertise and proficiency and accordingly we tried to contact each other and so happened that we all had the same um, user experience and we were using almost the same and somehow we all are from University of Massachusetts, Ravina is from Boston, I am from Lowell and Isabel is from Amherst. Okay. So it's like we are a part of a big community, we use the same kind of things so we decided that 
it's time for doing something for the students. So why not? Yeah. I mean, hackathon isn't just about implementing new ideas. Of course it is. But we thought, why not give already use the interfaces that we are using a new touch so that everybody is much more comfortable with that user design. It's all about user experience. Nice. So you all met today for the first time, and you're working as a team. And are you guys going to be here all night? Is that the plan? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. We are. are you trying to win this hackathon? No. No? <laughs> you just want to make something that you, you feel good about? Okay, it's your first hackathon. Yeah, we all are here for the first time, so it's, you know, kind of new experience for us. So we attended the HTML, CSS workshop, we met with the sponsors, so it was kind of cool, you know, meeting like that and learning information and working as a team on different topics we haven't worked before. And caffeine is definitely helping us. Oh, yeah. We are sleeping. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you have any um, highlights from the event so far? This is our first, but first thing I would like to say is that the best part about this event is there is diversity and no judgment. There are people who are very skilled. They are apt at a lot of things. There are people who know things, but it's just a time constraint. There are people who are beginning. And this um, definitely I, encourages I women in STEM, which exactly is the motto. Yeah. And so what is so encouraging about this environment, just that it is so diverse and that it's so welcoming to beginners, too? Yes, it's welcoming to every person, not just beginner, but also the people who are app. And that way, people who are beginners, they, learn, get, they get to learn from the app skill. Mm. And it might happen that I am apt at certain thing, she's apt at another thing. And uh, when we meet, we feel that, yes, we are very proficient, but in, in, in each other's domain, we are not so. So that way we get to learn and we get to know what exactly outside the world is what we are missing. Yeah. Because there are times you don't know that you're just in your own nutshell and it's like, okay, this is what I know, I got to do this, this is the age, that's it. But there is no full stop and there is no learning. And there is never dying of technology. Even if you know old school, you're good to go. Yeah. Because those are the basics. So okay. you can design out of everything. Cool. It's, it's kind of that thing. Can I have you guys like each just introduce yourself, like say your name and where you're from and like what got you to come to the event? Yeah, um, I'm Ravina Mevani and I am basically from New Delhi, part of India. So it's like I came here for my master's um, in computer science. I'm currently enrolled at UMass Boston. So it's my third semester over there. I'll be graduating in December 2019. So yeah, I'm facing some challenges, learning new technologies here. This is my first hackathon, so it's pretty much interesting, and yeah, it's going pretty well. Uh, hi, I am Shruti Jain. Again, I'm an Indian and international student. I am a graduate student at UMass Lowell. I'm also a research assistant, and my domain is uh, usability studies, human-computer interactions, and web development. So the reason I came in here was first, uh, I need some challenges. And this is a very good platform. Second, this encourages women, which is in itself a very good phenomena. And third, it brings in diversity, different minds. 
a lot of population, not just computer science, under one roof. So that gives you a chance to merge different and diverse fields, which exactly is what I guess the United Nations sustainability goals are. So yeah, we're working towards it in our own where we can. Nice. Learning diverse skills with diverse people. Hi, I'm Isabel. Uh, I'm a junior here at UMass Amherst and um, my specialty is user experiences um, like my passion and it's like designing uh, usable and desirable. Um, digital solutions for people. Um, so the reason why I came into this hackathon is because I'm pretty like um, beginner, um, and this is my first hackathon as well. So I want to just gain um, more experiences and increase my portfolio projects, and also work with a lot of other people and learn how a hackathon works. Yeah. Nice. How has it been so far? Um, it's been good. Uh, I think one thing that I learned is that like how to plan early and manage my time well and just like be open to new opportunities. So, nice. yeah. Cool. Um, has there been like a highlight of the hackathon for you so far? Um, probably just meeting a lot of people and um, I think at the beginning when we were uh, forming teams and then everybody was just bouncing off ideas and it was really cool to like um, feed off each other's energy and um, gain inspiration and gain ideas from them. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you. I um, really liked how the inspiration came from the relatable experience of being frustrated by the technology at your work or school. Yeah. Yeah, Blackboard. Yeah, I hate Blackboard. <laughs> I got some major beef with Blackboard. I did really like hearing from a team as well. I yeah. think it's because like the, the first couple ones, we couldn't really get their dynamic. Yeah. So it was cool to see how they were like working together and like how they all were equally invested in the project. But they all had like, I forget which, which girl said it, but she was talking about um, like different areas of expertise and how yeah. they all kind of introduced themselves with that. Yeah. So that like it's like the most expedient way to get everything that you need, every skill set that you need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's really smart. All the software that they, everyone has described so far has been stuff that I will benefit from directly, probably in the near future. Nice. So that's, that's cool. really cool. It's stuff I won't benefit from, so I tuned out. You might benefit <laughs> from the gender-neutral bathroom one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Nice. We love a good gender-neutral bathroom. <laughs> Those are my favorite type of bathrooms. Yes. Mm, but the, the problem is that everybody poops in gender-neutral bathrooms. Yeah. You know, well, I would say the good thing is everybody it poops in gender neutral bathrooms. bathrooms. Right, that's what's nice that's about true. them. Very it's a double edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it turns out everyone poops and everyone <laughs> needs a bathroom. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, another acronym came up. Should we do one more GTA? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Grand uh, Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, CSS. Computer science students. Yeah. Hey. Oh, really? <laughs> That's a good one. No, but it's not what it is. Isn't it a language? CSS. I think it is a language. Coding stuff. stuff. It stands for something, though. It is. Computer something systems. I know what C++ stands for. It stands for, I think it's just C++. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an so you want me to tell you what it actually means, or do you have any more guesses? I give up. I give so, up. Okay, cascading style sheets. Oh, I like that word. Um, I think it's like the framework for websites, kind of. So cool. like you have the information that goes on an individual website, but you have like the template that kind of makes your website be streamed across it. Like, and that's the style part, I guess. 
Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining me in the studio today, you guys. Oh, thanks for Thank having you. me. Thank you. It was fun. You just listened to Lab Talk with Laura on 91.1 FM, WMEA Amherst. As always, I'm your host, Laura Fadruso. My co-hosts today were Sophie Allen and Monk Danger. We listened to some interviews that I did at the Hacker 413 event with some organizers and some participants. The jingle at the beginning of our show was written and produced by Matt Woodland. You can check out all of the episodes of Lab Talk with Laura on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or any other place that you listen to podcasts. Please give us a like on Facebook to stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. Keep it locked to 91.1 FM WMUA Amherst.